Welcome to Full Disclosure here on Springfield Morning News 92.7 WMAY. Uh, we were having a little bit of a technical issue, but I hope we have David Grising, President and CEO of the BGA, here with us. David, are you there? Yes, I'm on the ah, line. Very good. Excellent. Well, we have a lot to get to today, especially the fact that we have a, a, a truncated legislative session. We're just a little more than two weeks away from the scheduled adjournment. Uh, and whether we can actually meet that deadline or not is anybody's guess, but still a lot of issues to deal with. Uh, we want to start this morning uh, by talking about the uh, continuing severe problems at the Illinois Department of Children and Family Services. Uh, we have had yet another contempt of court citation against the department's director, Mark Smith, as the Pritzker administration continues to, to struggle to uh, work through, well, really years of issues in this agency, but it has really uh, become a, a huge problem. Children not being able to get the care that they need, not having the appropriate uh, beds and, and housing and things. And, and David, it just uh, it's a problem that does not seem to be getting any better. The governor has uh, made a couple of moves in the last week aimed at trying to uh, to make a difference in all of this. Yes, Governor Pritzker is trying to undo years of mismanagement and underinvestment in the system. Uh, this is the system that treats uh, young people with behavioral uh, issues, et cetera, and uh, really some of the state's most vulnerable people. And uh, as you pointed out, um, uh, Mark Smith, the director of the, of the agency, has been held in contempt because of uh, young people who have been uh, mainly locked into psychiatric wards well beyond the, the their need for therapy, et cetera. And, um, yeah, this is an abusive situation that needs to be addressed, and that's why uh, judges are taking such uh, serious steps. Governor Pritzker is trying to throw more money at the problem uh, in his uh, budget for next year, he's proposing an additional $250 million uh, for the agency. That's in addition to, over the first couple of years of his term, uh, about $100 million extra per year. Uh, but throwing money at it has not solved the underlying problem of underinvestment over years and the lack of ability to treat the many people who need help from this agency. You know, it, it has to be noted that uh, in an election year, everything gets wrapped up in politics, and uh, the Pritzker administration says this is really the result of, as you noted, those years of, of underfunding. Uh, DCFS says it would uh, move kids out of those psychiatric wards into a different bed space if it were available, but it just isn't because, uh, again, of uh, years of deterioration in the child welfare infrastructure structure in the state. Uh, the governor has appointed a, a children's behavioral health czar, and there's a task force, and there, but it just, uh, it seems like um, these are, are very slow-moving steps in a situation that is of, of urgent need right here and now. Right, and one would hope that uh, by putting these new people in place and by by putting more money at the problem, we will begin to turn things around. But as you point out, Jim, these problems go back for years. And in fact, the Democrats are blaming the Rauner administration for some of the cuts that were made, uh, reduction in the number of beds, uh, with the idea of outsourcing this to private providers of services. But unfortunately, there weren't enough private providers of services uh, to make to to treat as many people as need help. And so uh, the new czar and and other uh, supports will need to really 
start at the bottom of things and build, and this is not going to be a quick turnaround. It's full disclosure with the Better Government Association every Wednesday morning here on Springfield's Morning News on WMAY. David Grising is the president and CEO, and we turn our attention now to another uh, looming problem that's going to have to be dealt with and actually going to have to be dealt with pretty quickly here in the midst of a state budget process looming federal deadlines. Illinois uh, still owes a, a huge amount of money to the federal government, money that it borrowed to deal with soaring unemployment costs when the pandemic hit. Uh, these are costs that are, are uh, uh, adding up in terms of the interest that we owe on this debt, not to mention having to repack, repay billions of dollars in principal. Uh, and so, David, catch us up to, to speed on this. Uh, Republicans are demanding uh, faster action. They want to use uh, COVID relief funds to uh, pay off this debt. The Pritzker administration says it's just not that simple. No, it's not that simple. There are four and a half billion dollars that the state owes uh, for its depleted unemployment insurance trust fund. And as you said, the, the Republicans are calling for uh, uh, $2 billion uh, to be spent from uh, ARPA. That's that's the expectation is what's going to happen. Uh, and um, uh, the real question is, what would we happen with the remaining two and a half billion dollars? Uh, there's talk of a bond sale to help uh, take care of this, which would be uh, repaid by, it, it is expected, it would be repaid by uh, levies on, on businesses in the state. And of course, there's going to be some resistance to that. Meanwhile, in Washington, Illinois, and a number of other states that borrowed in order to make their unemployment payments during the pandemic are, are perhaps going to get some relief. Uh, Dick Durbin, the, the senator from Illinois, has proposed that interest on those borrowings uh, should be suspended uh, beginning back in September of last year. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, it's a huge problem, a lot of money involved, and uh, no easy solution in sight. Are there ever any easy solutions in sight, though, when it comes to the issues facing Illinois? It doesn't really seem like it. It is full disclosure here uh, with the Better Government Association. David Grising is the president and CEO. Uh, David, we'll take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back, uh, we want to talk about uh, an issue that has had a lot of twists and turns over the last couple of weeks, some of the fallout from the indictment of former Illinois House Speaker Mike Madigan. His fingerprints still over uh, a lot of... Uh, things happening in government, a lot of spending still going on in government. That's led to some uh, pretty rapid twists and turns uh, pertaining to some of the state's public works projects. We'll talk about the latest on that and your uh, insights that you uh, recently shared uh, on that subject. We'll get to that here in just a moment here. Springfield's Morning News with Greg Bishop, weekdays 6 till 9 on 92.7 WMAY. Sunshine. Sunshine. Welcome back to Full Disclosure with the Better Government Association. David Grising is the president and CEO, and I'm just trying to get the timeline straight in my head. Over the last month or so, the BGA comes out with an investigation noting that uh, tens of millions of dollars worth of state public works projects uh, are directly linked to former House Speaker Mike Madigan, money that he uh, specifically sought to make sure was included. Shortly after that, Madigan was himself indicted on federal 
federal corruption charges. Uh, and then there was a call to freeze that Madigan spending. The spending was frozen. There was an outcry by some of the lawmakers in the impacted districts. And then the spending was unfrozen. That's a lot in just a matter of a few short weeks, David <laughs> Grising. Uh, and uh, the, the governor's office says, hey, we reviewed it. Everything's on the up and up. It's all good. You're not so sure. No. Uh, in fact, uh, the, one of the good things about the $45 billion Rebuild Illinois program is the amount of transparency and that has been involved and the requirement that all of the projects that want to go forward uh, need to compete against other projects in each of the targeted areas of infrastructure improvement. And Mike Madigan was responsible for slipping through four projects with a total value of $144 million. Uh, one of them, a $98 million project directly benefited uh, clients of his law firm, a, a rail project down in Bedford Park. Uh, that's just one example of several that the BJ investigators found. And in response to that, we saw um, Ann Williams uh, it, and and other um, uh, uh, nine other uh, um, reps who had opposed Madigan uh, being be, being renewed as speaker uh, more than a year ago. Uh, they spoke up and said, Governor, put a, please put a freeze on these projects. They came back the next day and said, never mind. And, and now uh, the politics, as usual, is going forward. What I said is that these projects ought to get the same deliberate process that others did. Uh, altogether, uh, Jim, in this huge public works project, $4 billion uh, are uh, added uh, without much scrutiny uh, under leadership additions. That's not just former Speaker Madigan, but it's also the governor and the, and the House and Senate leadership. Uh, they get there is some value and maybe in having discretion at the leadership level, but it, it's uh, unfortunate that this is done without enough public scrutiny. Yeah, and uh, this is again not anything particularly new, but uh, certainly with the ongoing focus on uh, corruption within the the halls of the Illinois Capitol and involving a number of lawmakers, that extra scrutiny certainly does seem appropriate. The governor's office says, well, the this spending was in fact reviewed. Uh, as you noted, um, uh, there was a, a big pushback to the initial call to freeze this funding, uh, particularly from uh, the state's Latino caucus, uh, some of these projects happening in their legislative districts, and they don't want that money frozen. So it all uh, it was <laughs> stopped and then started up again in very short order here. And at this point, David, is there any chance you think that there's going to be any additional scrutiny, or has that ship sailed? Well, um, I, I guess it would happen only if there's pressure from the legislature, and um, uh, that's what's really going to make a difference. And it, it looks as if Williams and the others have stood down on this issue. Uh, what I pointed out in my column is that there may well be value to some of these projects. Uh, it's not as if, uh, uh, say, the idea of, of an air control tower in Romeoville air, um, is, is per se a bad idea, and perhaps the Latino caucus has a point to make uh what they do, should do is do that in the open under public under public eyes so that we all can evaluate whether there's any value there you can uh, read that uh, column from david grising at the better government association website you can also interact with the bga and they have several opportunities for you to pose questions that they can then uh, take a closer look at and uh, offer explainers on some of the things that uh, may perplex people from time to time about government uh, and under that uh, heading of community 
ask. There is a, a column recently posted there that talks about a question I still get regularly, David. We are now nearly 50 years of the uh, Illinois lottery, and people still aren't really quite sure exactly what the lottery funds, where does that money go, how does it work? And you took a look at that recently. Yeah, we took a look at, at this. We got a question, as you indicated, Jim. This is a question that comes up from time to time, and so we went ahead and answered it. Uh, the question was, what happens in the lottery money? Does the lottery really pay for education, as the publicity about it uh, has suggested? And, and the answer is yes. Uh, most of the lottery money, $786 million uh, in tax revenue uh, uh, over la last year, um, uh, went to the school fund. That's most of the state's proceeds from the lottery. The big question that we also address, though, is that uh, it, it's uh, that money goes into education, but it's not as if it's additional money. Uh, over the years, the, the legislature has taken money away that otherwise would have gone to education because they know that this lottery money is coming in. And so overall spending uh, has not uh, climbed in parallel with the lottery earnings. It has just given the legislature more money to work with to spend on other state programs. And so education, while some people say it benefits, uh, it's not a net uh, benefit uh, from the lottery alone. Go read it at bettergov.org. David Grice, we are out of time. We'll talk to you next Wednesday morning here on Full Disclosure. Thanks. Bye-bye.